The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness podcast. Uh, Tonight, uh, you are joined with me by Andrew and the rest of the team. Hello, everyone. Hello. Okay. So, we are going to carry on along the lines of fear and love and God being our Father. Okay. Okay. So, let us... Let's open up in a word of prayer. (laughs) Father, we thank you. You like being here. Amen. You like talking to your children. There's so much that you want to tell your children. So, Father, I pray none of us. I pray all of you. It's important that it's all of you. Because you have very important things to say tonight. Father, think through our minds and speak through our vocal cords. We take authority over any satanic hindrance over this meeting in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And we bind the devil. And Lord, the people that are hearing tonight, give them eyes to see and give them ears to hear and give them a heart that can understand. And we thank you for that, Father. You have your way tonight, just the way you want. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay. So, uh, let's start off with the topic of fear. Do Christians have fear? Yes, Yes, they do. That's right off the top. There are Christians who genuinely believe they've got no fear. Mm. Did you know this is impossible? Now, I want to just, I wrote this down because this is what the Lord gave me. And he said this, be careful, and you can write this down. Be careful to not deal with the haunting thoughts of fear. Write that down. Be careful to not deal with the haunting thoughts of of fear. So that would be like meditating on the things that yeah. you're fearful of. You minding your own business and all of a sudden this thought comes in that has got no peace in it. Mm. That has got no healing in it. Mm. That's got no finances, got no blessing in it. And it lingers there yes. and it comes the next day and it comes the next day And without you noticing it, you start getting worried. Mm. And those thoughts that you don't deal with, they build up dread. Mm. This is in the life of a believer. Mm. I'm not talking about sinners. We understand sinners have got fear. We, We understand that. But we're talking about 
the born again believer. You have authority. Mm. Now be careful not to deal with those thoughts. Don't leave those thoughts unattended. Don't be quiet. Don't think on them. Mm. Whatever the thought may be, don't leave it alone. Why? If you let it linger, this is I, I just jotted this down as the Lord gave it to me. I wrote it down quickly. He said, the devil, why? why? First of all, why must we not let these thoughts linger? Why must we take authority over it? Because it grows, it hinders us. Yeah. What else can it do? What is, the, why is the devil, why is the devil putting these thoughts these thoughts of fear into you. Why? What's what's the agenda behind it? Watch well, this. Yeah. Um, he wants you to release that fear mm. so that can come to pass. That's exactly in, in a right. Person's life. If it sits, if it sits in your mind long enough, guess what's going to happen? It's going to start coming out your mouth. Mm. <laughs> and then a person's going to start acting out on it. Yeah. And then the devil will make it come to pass. Mm. So the Lord said, don't let it linger. Those were his words. The devil is trying his level best to get those thoughts into your mouth so that it can become a reality. Mm. But the good news is the born again believer is already delivered from fear. Mm. They just don't know it. Mm. So they put up with it. But why do we have the fear? Where does fear come from? Some, 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 people, some people say, no, I don't have fear. Um, sorry for you. That's not in the Bible. Now let's look at where fear started. Go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 3. I must go there myself. <laughs> I just jot this stuff down as the Lord speaks to me. Genesis chapter 3. I want you to see this. Uh, and we'll go to... Oh, look at this. Genesis chapter 3. And now you know the whole story. We're talking about what happened when God spoke to Adam. Adam was the son of God. The Bible says that. Jesus is referred to as the second and last Adam. Mm. Adam was the first son. Yeah? Did you know that? How? You'll see. Okay. Adam and Eve were the parents of this world. So everyone born after them was never equal to them. Yeah. yeah. No one was equal to Adam and Eve. Why? They were the parents. They were the first ones there. They had no belly buttons, in other words. Do you think of that one? <laughs> they never came from anyone. They never came from, yeah. So now God says... To Adam, he never said this to Eve. Remember that. He only said it to Adam. It says so in 1 Corinthians. 
don't eat of this fruit. Because if you do do that, that day you will surely die. Yes. That's what he told him. Okay. Now, let's go and look what happened in verse... Let's look at verse 6. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, by the way. Amen. Amen. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. <laughs> and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. Watch this, verse 7. This is powerful. This is tremendously powerful. People just look over this. But don't. At that moment, at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Ooh, look at that. What follows sin immediately? Shame. Shame follows straight away. They, sh they felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Now when the cool of the evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Watch his reply. There was no fear in the garden until that moment. It was the very first time fear was introduced. Powerful. Absolutely powerful. Watch his response. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. Because I was full of faith because I was naked. No. Huh? Uh -uh. What, what happened to his faith? It's gone. He doesn't have faith anymore. Think about that. Afraid. He was afraid. He said, I was afraid because I was naked. Okay. So, this is the very first time we see fear coming into the earth. Mm. Okay. So, Every person, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a sinner, it does not matter. If you were born on this planet, if you were born here in earth, you inherited fear. Mm -hmm. That's how it came. Okay. So let me just go here to my notes. If you want, let's go to Romans chapter 5 verse 12. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Amen. Just, it's just so that we can understand where the fear comes from, so that you're not delusioned into thinking that you don't have fear. Mm. You've got to understand that no one can escape this. Okay? Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Are you there? Yes. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought forth death. So death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. You, do you see how that was passed down after mm. that? There was no more faith in the earth. Yeah. It was gone now. Mm. It was fear. Now, 
Why was that? Because Adam was born from life to death. Yes. Adam got born again. Yeah. Think about that. Adam got born again in the garden. But he got, he got born in reverse. He went from life to death. So now him and Eve are spiritually dead. So what do you think is going to happen to their children that come out after that? Yeah. They're also born dead. Well, what came of that? We saw Cain. Mm-hmm. And, and look at the fear mm-hmm. that came from Cain. And so every born-again Christian, even though you get born again, you still have that fear. It's there. But now, here's, here's the big thing. When you get born again, your spirit is recreated in Christ Jesus. Okay, This is the most important part of the person, is the spirit. There's nothing more important than, than the spirit. Nothing. Not your soul and not your physical body. So you can understand anything material that connects to your physical body that's irrelevant. Mm. But your spirit is very, very important. So if you got born again, that means you were recreated in Christ Jesus. And the Bible says that that person is a brand, the Greek says, a brand new species of being that never existed before. Okay? That spirit does not have fear in it. Mm. That spirit has got no fear in it whatsoever. So if we're born again, and we can talk in tongues, why are we still dealing with the effects of fear? Why is it still there? Well, the person's mind isn't renewed. That's right. Remember, you are a spirit. Mm-hmm. You have a soul. And you live in a physical body. Yep. Yeah. So when a person dies, their physical body stays behind. But the spirit and the soul go over to heaven. If you're born again. Now the scripture says in the book of James, and you can go and look this up for yourself. It says the spirit is born, is saved, but the soul is not saved. The soul does not get born again. You see, Mm -hmm. that soul is still trained the old way. Mm. It's still got the remainder thoughts of fear. Yes. Still there. You never got rid of it, see. But here's the good news. Yeah, yeah. But God, God made it that way so that you've got a, a choice whether you want to serve Him and not. Yeah. So that, you know. Yes. Order, yes. But now it's your job mm. to get rid of the fear. Mm. Yeah. Now here's the good news. God has delivered us from fear. Mm. We are completely delivered from fear. Mm. You can live a life completely free of fear. Can you even imagine how that would be? No. Now, you want to say something, Andrew? No, no. Oh, okay. It's actually hard to even try and imagine that because you can say, I'm not scared of anything. Yeah. But we all know that there is somewhere deeply rooted fear of something. That's right. 
That's right. Because you're and going to need to train yourself mm. to not be fearful. That's right. The fear is never, ever going to leave you if you don't know that you are delivered from it in the first place. Because mm. why would it go? If it comes from your old way of life, if it comes from that old dead spirit, that dead spirit that kept feeding you with fear over and over and over. Now, how do you feed the fear? You can watch horror movies. Yeah. You can watch thrillers. The news. You can watch the news. People's negative com- like conversations. Yes, people's negativity. Mm. Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to They're yeah. constantly feeding the fear. How does faith come? By urine. How does fear come? By, By urine. Hello. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> now, that fear that we had, we inherited that from Adam and Eve. Someone says, well, where do you get that from? Well, here's another question. Where did you get your faith from? Mm-hmm. You inherited that from Jesus. Mm. It's his faith. He's the second and last Adam. Mm. Exact same system. Do you see where this is going? You don't have to put up with the fear any longer. You don't have to do it because you are already delivered from the stuff. Mm. It's not in your reborn spirit anymore. You are free from fear this very moment. Mm. You don't have to put up with another fearful thought for the rest of your life. Mm. Ever again. Now, why is it so important to get rid of the stuff? How do you know it's still there? Well, there's a number of ways we can test that theory. But I'll leave that up to your imagination. You know what I'm saying? But let's not beat about the bush. It's there. It is. If you, if you say, uh, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, we've got to, you know, uh, f- uh, family, this is what I heard. In Mount Croy, they had a big house. And in this street, we deliver newspapers there. They've since moved out. Their house was the only house in that whole street that had beams up everywhere. They had those little spikes over the gates. They had electric fencing. They had burglar proofing. And you know what I heard? That was the only house that was broken into multiple times. Because they had a fear of being broken into. They were acting out on it. They believed it. And it's actually proven yeah. that the houses who are the most secured are the ones that get hit. Yes. Than the ones who have got like no walls and things like that. Yeah. Because the people are not giving thought yes. to it. They're not acting See? out on it. So it, you have got to flush that fear out. It's, mm-hmm. it's stuck up in your soul. It's not going to get up and leave all by itself. We know that. Mm. You were born again from death to life so what came with that your spirit got recreated but your soul was not recreated Mm -hmm. so you've got to do something there here's the good news the scripture says your soul can be saved Mm -hmm. but it tells us your soul can be saved with the engrafted word Mm -hmm. what is that what what kind of illustration does that give you it gives you, when, when you're talking about engrafting, yes. it comes from the word ingrain. Mm-hmm. You see? Have you ever taken a piece of wood? Yeah. 
and you take a chisel and you take a hammer and you you knock behind mm. that chisel you cut into the grain of that wood you leave an indent see what i'm saying we're talking about the soul being saved or you can say it like this the soul being changed mm. the soul catching up to the reality of your reborn spirit. And that also won't happen overnight because there is That's not going to happen overnight. Correct. It, it's a process. Yeah. But the, but the good news is the only way you would increase in fear is if you deliberately carry on feeding the remainder of that stuff. Because now it's up here in your head. See? It's a way of life for you. you you used to that. See? It's like negativity. Yeah. You've got to Maintain. But why must we get rid of the fear? Why must we get rid of the fear? Let me tell you why. Because fear is your point of failure. Yeah, yeah it just puts a wedge between you and the Father. Yeah. It just pulls you away further and further. There was this uh, guy that I used to work with uh, many years ago. And whenever he would go to the video store, um, he would just rent out horror DVDs. Wow. Like that's it. If he's going uh, next door, yeah, that's what he's going to get. You know, so I don't want to know how his spirit looks, you know, because that happened over a period of years, yeah. just watching that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the devil lies to them and says to them, oh, this doesn't do anything. Because mm. people watch that stuff and they think it's yeah. got no effect on them. Mm. They, they are, they, they're delusioned into but that. Are, you know, the, 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 um, the fact that everything is going up and all the customers say, oh, the how will I afford? And you know, yes. I, I tell them, be positive. Mm. We've got to now speak it. Yes. That we can now afford it. That's mm. right. Yes. That's right. Mm. So, why must we get rid of the fear? Why is it such a big deal? Because at some point, you're going to need your faith to work. Yes. Yeah. And let me Especially tell you something fear is a bully, mm. and it will choke your faith. Let me say it like this as well. It will cap your faith. Mm. Your faith will only go so far and no further. Mm. One, of the, one of the telltale signs I would always look at is if my faith is not working, how much fear is actually in operation that is strangling my faith? Yes. Because Jesus said himself, you just need faith as a grain of mustard seed. Exactly. And then you can move mountains. Exactly right. Fear, uh, let's go to Second Timothy. We're just going through. This is, this is reality, guys. Second Timothy. Uh, chapter 1. And this is a well-known verse. Second Timothy chapter 1. Verse 7. And the scripture says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity. He has not given that to us. When you got born again, that was not given to you. That is good news. Mm. Okay, so what am I saying? The source of fear, the power of fear, what kept fear alive has been removed out of you. You're halfway there. Mm. You're 50% out the woods. Mm -hmm. 
That fear was not given to you. Another thing, let's look at this here. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Yes, it is. It is a spiritual force. You cannot see it, but you can feel the effects of it. It can affect your emotions. It can affect what you do, how you dress, how you drive, where you go, how much money you spend. Mm. It will affect your relationship with God. Mm. That is why we have to get rid of the remainder of fear. Mm. Now, fear, uh, Andrew, I like what you said earlier. Fear puts that distance between you and God. Mm. I wrote this down here. Fear makes it hard to receive from God. Mm. Fear drains hope. Mm. And faith needs hope to work. Mm -hmm. Faith and hope are not the same thing. If it were, the Bible would say that. But it says faith is the substance Mm -hmm. of your things that you are hoping for. Mm -hmm. Now, what fear does is it drains you of hope. Mm -hmm. It makes a person hopeless. The way I see it, uh, fear will will push the father out the room and open the door to the devil to come in. That's because exactly right. Fear is releasing faith in the devil. That's and exactly right. His abilities. And yeah. where faith again, uh, you're releasing faith in God and his abilities. Yeah. So that's very good. Andy, uh, what I also like is man, you know, we, we gotta we gotta tell it like it is, man. Mm. Fear is a defeated spirit. Yes, it is. It's defeated. You are delivered from it right now. Where are you mm. sitting? As you're hearing this message, the good news is you already delivered mm. from the spirit of fear. Let me tell you something else about fear. Listen to this. I want to show you how defeated the devil is. I want to show you how defeated demons are. There is a line in the spirit. There is a, people think that the devil just goes wherever he wants. Not so. No. Not so. There is a line in the spirit. A boundary wall. One side is faith and the other side is fear. Mm. On the side of fear is where the devil operates and where the demons operate. When you are in faith, they can't come to you. Mm. They can't cross that line because there is no law that can beat love. Mm. Scripture tells us that. You, the devils can never just walk in here and just do what they want mm. if I am in faith. This shows you how defeated fear really mm. is. If you are experiencing manifestations of the curse, it's because you are over in their territory. Yeah. Fear belongs to them. Trevor, you're very slow. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Now... If you want things to work out for you, on this side of the boundary is angels. Mm -hmm. And angels are your servants. And they want to work for you. They want to minister. That's why God designed them. They want to be your servants. They want to go and fetch money for you. They want to create business deals for you. They want to whisper. They minister healing. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. But they are on this side in the area of faith. Now, if 
you don't get rid of the fear. Remember what, what did the Lord say when we started this message? Be careful to not deal with the haunting thoughts of fear. Don't let it linger. The angels can't go into they fear. can't go there. You can't keep your fear and then expect healings and financial miracles and deliverance and so forth and so on. They're not going to go there. You must come out of there. Because what are you doing there in the first place? Exactly. You shouldn't be there to begin with. You're supposed to be on this side, over in the realm of faith. See? Now, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 2, please. Hebrews chapter 2. And then I want you to go to the Amplified Classic Uh, verse 14 and verse 15. Now, this is very, very powerful. Is the scripture you used to defeat the Yes. Now, I, I want verse 14 and verse 15 from the Amplified Classic. Specifically from the Amplified Classic. Guys, you are already delivered from fear. Yes. And when you know that, when you allow yourself to be convinced of that, You'll think to yourself, why am I putting up with this? You know, you're scared to talk in public. You're scared to reprimand your children. Yeah. You're scared to go to the stores. You're you, to preach the gospel. You're scared to share the, the gospel with someone. Yeah. Scared of this, scared of that. Why? Yeah, because if God is for you, who can be against yeah. you? But you're not going to think like that if you don't know you yes. already delivered from it. Mm-hmm. God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. That wasn't me. Yeah. I didn't do that. And you know, that fear just fuels the devil. Just like exactly fear right. fuels God. Exactly moves right. God, your fear just gives the devil and his minions power. Exactly right. Now, are we there? Yes. Yes. Since therefore these his children share in flesh and blood in the physical nature of human beings, he himself, talking about Jesus, he himself in a similar manner partook of the same nature, that by going through death he might bring to nothing and make of no effect him, that's the devil, that Jesus made the devil of no effect who had the power of death, that is the devil. He had the power of death. Come on, man. Get excited here. (laughs) He doesn't have the power of death anymore. He had it. Past tense. He doesn't have it anymore. Watch this. And also that he might deliver and completely set free all those who through the haunting fear of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. Hmm. Fear left alone causes bondage, whether you like it or not. And all fear leads ultimately to the fear of death. Mm. You're not afraid of sickness. You're afraid that the sickness unattended is going to ultimately put you in a coffin. You're not afraid of flying. You're afraid the plane's going to drop out the middle of the sky and crash and burn and you're not going to come out of it. 
That's the root behind it, the yeah. fear of death. All fear leads to death. All faith leads to life. Mm. All of it. Now, look at Jesus. He had no fear in him. Mm. Not a drop. And he came into that crazy, mad crowd. And he said, what's wrong here? What's going on here? They were afraid of him. Why? Obviously, they got fear in them. He stands in front of a tomb, man. Mm. The people are ready to crucify him. What's he doing here in front of this tomb? He didn't shiver or shake, not once. Said, open up the door. Yeah, but, you know, Lazarus is going to stink by now. I said, open the door. Sure. Do you hear any fear in those words? No. Not Do you hear fear in Mary's words? No. Mm. Yes. Yes, sorry. She said he stinks. The fear of, we've got to open this up, it's going to be worse than what we thought it would be, you know. Jesus said, did I not say that I am the resurrection and the life? And he says, oh, Dad, I'm doing this. I know you always hear me. That is a life of being fear-free. And guess what? You can be there too. Every one of us. Every one of us. But here's the good news. All fear, if all fear leads to death, okay? If all fear leads to death, guess what the good news is? When Jesus destroyed the devil, the scripture says he took the keys to death and the grave. Mm. He's got it. The devil doesn't have it. So if the devil could kill you, and he really had the power to do it. He would have done it a long time ago. Yes. But he can't do it. So why live in fear? Yeah, the only way he can kill you yeah. is the same way that, that Jesus died. He had yeah. to give his, himself up. That's right. Death. Now, here's the thing. Fear will keep you in bondage. Years ago, um, just out the blue, and I'm going to testify about this and just out the blue, the devil would come to me and say, I'm going to kill you tonight. And uh, I thought, whoa, what's this? You know, what did I do? Why are you picking on me? Because I'm preaching the gospel. He doesn't like it. So he attacks me the first night. I thought, yes, man, I was tormented. Mm. So. This went on for about two or three days. I'd get up. I wouldn't tell anyone what I'm doing. Go to the room, shut the door, grab my Bible, and I would fight this devil the best I could. And the battle would last for about, you know, when I, when I say the battle, you know, and I'm not talking about, oh, I went into spiritual warfare like these uh, so-called prophets like to create a, a mystical Story. Now, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I resisted the devil. That's what I was doing. I was resisting him. In other words, I was not allowing those thoughts to linger. Mm. I was fighting it. I was resisting it. And I kept fighting it and kept fighting it. And then there came a day, I think it was during the week, I was in the shower and just getting out the shower, the Lord spoke to me. Because he was watching this whole thing go on. Mm -hmm. 
And I needed a word from God. I needed, Andrew, the wisdom yes, to get rid of this devil. I don't know where he came from. I don't know what he was up to. But he wanted to get death into my mouth. And I was resisting him. And as I'm, I remember it distinctly, it was in the afternoon. And I was getting out the shower. And the Lord said to me, this this all he said, Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. And I knew what he was talking about. He said, "In an, you know, when the Lord talks, he speaks to you like in a, in a nanosecond, but yes, you catch everything. Yes. And I was so excited. I couldn't wait to get out the bathroom. I ran to my Bible and I read it. I said, yes, this is my answer. This is my sword of the spirit. And I can't wait for that devil to show up. Here comes six o'clock. On time, that devil's there. And I said, hey, Wena, I've been waiting for you. Because... <laughs> As your feet hit the ground. Yeah. <gasps> and I took that Hebrews 2, 14 and 15, and I read it before he came, because I knew he was going to come. And I, I read it, and 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 I read it. What was I doing? I was building an image up on the inside of me that, hey, I'm already delivered from this stuff. So I don't need to put up with it. Mm. So when he showed up, I said, hey, come here. And he was like, what? He didn't know all this happened. And I said to him, you're a liar. Scripture here tells me Jesus already defeated you. You don't have the power of death anymore. You don't have it. So why do you keep telling me that you're going to kill me when you don't have the power of death? I said, sorry, this battle's over. And I whacked him. Now, he, he tried the next night. And I whipped him another two nights. And that was it. He was gone for good. Now, how did I defeat him? I took my place of authority mm -hmm. and I knew who I was. I knew what I had. I knew there's no such thing as fear in the body of Christ anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't have to put up with it any longer. Therefore, people need to climb into the word to get inside of them. That's it. That's strong. it. Mm -hmm. That is the only time, Susan, mm -hmm. you're going to see the fruits of that. When you put that word in you and you use it as a sword. Therefore, we're reading the Bible in a year That's it. Day. That's it. Mm. And I tell you what, man, it liberates you. Mm. It liberates your faith mm. when you know that you are already delivered from fear. Mm. And you keep reading this and you find out that Jesus was the one that took the keys to, to hell and the grave. Mm. He's got it. The devil doesn't have the power of death anymore. So you tell me if he doesn't have it, who on earth has got permission to kill you? Because your only enemy is the devil. Mm. So how's he going to do it if he doesn't have that power? Because Jesus tells us the truth. He says he had the power. Mm. Make no mistake, he had it. But what does had mean? It's past tense. He doesn't have it anymore. And then on top of that, I love it when it, when it says here, and also, that wasn't, that wasn't it, and also might deliver and completely set free all those who through the haunting fear 
of death were held in bondage throughout the whole course of their lives. Man! Well, look at me. I had eight years of anxiety, that sudden fear that would just come on me all the time. I never knew where it came from. I never knew what, where, like what caused it or anything until I started hearing the preached word every single day until... Yeah. That devil lost his grip on me and I got delivered from that anxiety to never have an anxiety attack again in my entire life. Yeah. Faith comes by Yeah, hearing. from being so afraid of people to wanting to be around people all the time now. Like that's what the word does. That love of God that flushes out that fear. Yes. The devil loses his grip on you. When you take the power of fear away, when you take the fear of death away from fear, because all the devil has got is he's got a gun. But no guess what? Bullets. They don't manufacture his bullets anymore. <laughs> oh, that's an excellent one. It's empty. So he's pointing this gun at you and you're saying, shoot, 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 fool. I'm going to give you one second because I've got a sword and I love to swing it. I love to stab. The arm of God. Yeah, I, I'm a stab the devil. Boy, don't run now. You made the biggest mistake of coming into this house. I'm holding you by the scruff of your neck. And you hold up that sword and you swing that boy. He's going to run with his sword <laughs> between his legs. Mm. <laughs> now, that is stage one. You've got to come to a place where you know you are delivered from fear. In other words, you are completely set free. I would highly recommend reading the Amplified Classic. Read it and read it and read it. Because that scripture says completely set free from. Mm. You need to see those words. I'm completely set free from the fear of death. He has completely set me free from that. That's where it starts. Now. How do you get rid of the rest of that fear? First John chapter 4, verse 16. And I know so many of you know this, but it's so good to put your eyes on it again. First John chapter 4, verse 16. Go there. Man, when you know you don't have to put up with fear anymore, it changes the way you speak. It changes your fellowship with the Father. It just it, it takes that cap off of your faith. What happens when you install fiber the first time? Okay, you look for a cheap package. Yeah. Okay, and what you do is they give you, uh, I don't know, uh, say, say, I'm hypothetically using a mm -hmm. example here, 60 gig. Okay, they give you 60 gig. Now you pay them every single month 60 gig. Hey, yes, you're running out of the 60 gig here. And then there comes a time. Now, every time it comes here to the 15th, to the 20th, pop, you run out of uh, data. You run out of data. Now you're watching like a movies, man. You know, you, you're doing this, you're doing that, and you're out of data. Eventually, what needs to be done to sort this out? They need to take the cap off of that yes. so that you never run out of data again. So you phone up your internet service provider and you say, I want to upgrade. Or you just go online. You log into your account and you upgrade it yourself. And the next month comes around. Guess what? 
the 15th. Oh, there's still data. Hallelujah. The 20th. Oh, the 25th. Ha ha. The 28th. There's still data. Glory to God. That is what it's like with your faith when fear is out the way. You can experience joy. Now let's look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. First place you need to know, like I said, you need to know that you are already delivered from fear. If you know you're already delivered from fear, you're going to do something about it. So if I'm delivered from fear and you acknowledge that there is remnants of fear in your life from your old life, now you're like, okay, cool. I don't have to put up with this. Because the Bible says I'm delivered from this stuff. So this last bit now must go. You see? It's like if, like what happened to Megan and I a few times, you're taking the old uh, filter paper out the coffee machine and it falls on the tiles and there's coffee on the, on the floor. All the other tiles are clean. But what do you have to do? Just get rid of this last bit of coffee. That's it. Scoop it in a little, a little scoop in the bag and it's gone for good. Fear will never, ever come into your life again if you just get rid of that last bit that came from your former life, yeah. if you understand what I'm saying. But you're never going to get rid of something if you don't know you delivered from it. Mm. Now, 1 John chapter 4, verse 16. We have known, we have believed the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwells in love dwells in God and God in him. Verse 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. You can't have boldness if you're afraid. That won't work. But watch this. This guy's walking in love. We have boldness in the day of judgment because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. There's no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Some of us need to say that a good few times to register. There is no fear in love. Isn't that good news? There is no fear in love. But perfect love, watch what perfect love does. Cast out the fear. Do we read that fear casts out love? No. You'll never ever find that. Fear has got nothing to protect itself from love flushing it out. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Nothing can stand up against love. Absolutely nothing. That's why fear is so defeated. There is no fear in love, but perfected love casts out fear. Because why? Why does love so badly want the fear gone? Because fear has torment. Because fear has torment. Your dad, who absolutely loves you, has already delivered you from fear and says you don't need to put up with that one second longer. And I don't want that stuff tormenting you anymore. Get rid of it. It's junk. I didn't put it there. Get rid of it. Now, here's the good news. He that fears is not made perfect in love. So, if you're still experiencing Remnants of fear. It's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. You just know that you haven't got enough love developed inside of you to flush the junk out. 
That's it. Now, let's just go to the previous chapter. 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. This is how you get rid of that last bit of fear now. You start receiving the love. You focus on love. Now watch, look at how John was the last, one of the last apostles. They refer to him as the apostle of the Lamb. Okay? The twelve apostles were the apostles of the Lamb. He was... Walking side by side with Jesus. He watched Jesus. He was an eyewitness. He tells us these things. He was an eyewitness. He watched how Jesus operated. And look at what he says. By revelation of the Spirit on top of that. Okay. This is not just an apostle that walked with Jesus and walked in his ministry. It was a man who got revelation on top of that. Plus the experience. Man, that's priceless. Now look what he says. Behold, I'm going to read through this and then we're going to break it down. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Now watch this. Let's break it down. The Apostle John is saying this. Behold. What does that mean? To look. To look. To observe. To observe. To study. Mm. To meditate upon. What is he saying? The manner of love. That means manner is an old English word for the kind of love. So right off the bat, we are understanding here that there's not just one type of love. If there's a this kind of love. And also mm. the degree. Yeah. There's this kind of love. And John says, Behold, I want you to look at this kind of love. Watch this. The Father, not God. Not God. Mm. The Father has bestowed upon us. So that's on us already. It's already there. He says, it's not just any kind of love. The Father wants you to see the type of love that He has put on you. It's not, a, it's not the kind of love that's between God and a servant. It's not the type of love that's between God and a slave. This is a different type of love. This is the type of love between a father and a son. This is the type of love between a father and a daughter. That he put on you. When you get into that zone. And you realize how much the father loves you. The kind of love that's on you. It's the love that a father has for his children. And you let that love work on the inside of you. Guess what it's doing? It's flushing out the fear. It's flushing out the fear. You want to say something in closing, Andrew? Well, um, this is something that uh, a person's going to have to do 
I would say for the rest of their life because fear is ministered to a person all the time. Yeah. Yes. You know, just because we're Christians, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, fear is, fear stops. Yeah. Uh, fear continues. Yeah. Um, fear in every circle, you know, whether it's the news or movies or TV series or uh, leaderboards, fear is always being ministered. And like a person can get the revelation that you are delivered from, yes. from fear. But you you got to hold on to it. Yes, you got to keep developing. It. That's right. And there are uh, things. There are certain revelations that uh, Christians get, and they receive from the Lord. But then after a while, they let it slip because they, they don't slip. they That's don't it. maintain it. Yeah. So it's definitely something a person has to work into their lives and keep it there. And Andrew, once you get into this and you really get a hold of how your father sees you how he values you and this kind of precious love that's on you and you allow that love to minister to you and that love flushes out the fear and it flushes out the fear and like the lord gave me that word years ago and he said i don't have fear to be afraid Mm. you get to saying that long enough Mm. i don't have fear to be afraid Mm. And you keep saying that, you're reprogramming your mind. Yep. And then you add to that how much your father loves you. You start growing in that love, and you'll start noticing that day by day that fear has been flushed out. Mm. And you can come to a place where it is completely removed out of you, and you will never, ever have it again. Yeah. But obviously you're going to have to change your lifestyle. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. No more watching the news, no mm. more... If if you want that stuff gone, but then man, you will walk in power. You will walk in unprecedented power, and I have seen that in places in my own personal life. It is so important to get a hold of these things. Believers will see victory like they've never seen before in their life. Mm. I know because I've seen it in my own personal life. Mm. And it works every single time. You guys get blessed by this. Yes, yes I did. You walk away with something. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. All right, let's end this meeting. I hope you guys enjoy this. Let's uh, close this in, with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for how you have spoiled us. Man, we couldn't even dream this up to mm. ask you to deliver us from fear. But you are an open book and you tell us about these things. You don't hide anything from us. So, Father, tonight we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your precious love. And we thank you for what Jesus has done for us. Father, the people that are listening tonight and, and even for us, I thank you that you have completely delivered us from the spirit of fear. We are completely set free from fear. And Father, we receive your love and we thank you for growing us up into this. Thank you for helping us walk free from fear in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I hope you guys enjoyed that message. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep keep on on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. 
And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.